Our guest on the show today has done this and lots more very cool stuff. This guy is so talented, right? He's an LA-based, watch this, award-winning trombonist currently pursuing his master's uh, in jazz studies at the Bob Cole Conservatory at CSU Long Beach here in Southern California. Um, he's got a very unique take on genre crossing music. And he's created um, a unique blend of jazz, pop, and rock. He just finished the ultimate summer gig with the Disneyland All-American College Band. We're going to talk about that. Michael, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Now, to kind of yeah. start our convo here, I'm curious about something. If you sure. could ask any professional musician a question who would it be, and what would you ask them? Hmm. Anyone? Well, I would probably ask someone like Wayne Shorter, I think. So Wayne Shorter is a uh, saxophone player, a jazz saxophone player. Okay. And he has kind of dabbled in all sorts of styles of jazz. You know, he kind of initially played with this group called the Jazz Messengers, and they yeah. were a bebop, post-bop kind of group, mm -hmm. um, which is a very specific style of jazz. Yep. And after that, he kind of went on to do some, some solo work, but he also worked with the uh, Weather Report, which is kind of funk and fusion. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. now he's kind of into some, some weird avant-garde type stuff. Okay, cool. Um, and so I would ask someone like him, um, you know, whether it was like a conscious decision or it just kind of came naturally, how he decided to go from style of jazz to different style of jazz to different style of jazz. I feel like that's a, as much a musical question as it is a philosophical question. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. agree with you. Very interesting because it, yeah. you wonder that motivation, what, what moves somebody to go from one to the next to the next, especially yeah. when it's, it's the same genre, but it's different. Yeah, and there's so many different subgenres of jazz, really. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love playing jazz, and, and it's, you know, it's one, like I just did a gig recently that was, was a total blast, um, mm. but I had no time to rehearse the songs. <laughs> but you know what? Fun. That's my <laughs> reputation. I think I've had that reputation for a long time. It's like, hey, you, you need somebody to do this, get Stevie in here because he'll make it happen. Oh, yeah. I did, I did look up some of the songs on YouTube, but they weren't exactly the same arrangement. Right. Um, and then on top of it, it was like uh, that band leader said, hey, would you do hand perk for this gig? Which I Ooh. love doing, you know, <laughs> it, I, I mean, I love it. And I'm doing it more. I mean, my, my specialty has always been the kit, but it was yeah. funny because we were going from dance music to Latin to blues. I mean, it was just all over. All over. Just all over the place. But what you're talking about is totally different because it's in that same genre. And then, like yeah. you said, sub-levels and stuff, which is very interesting. Yeah, so you can, you can kind of get into, um, I mean, jazz is already kind of a, a niche sort of music just compared yeah. to, you know, popular music and other styles of popular music. Um, but there are even uh, smaller groupings of jazz. You can talk about 
um, swing era jazz. You can talk mm -hmm. about bebop era jazz, fusion jazz, rock jazz, Dixieland, all these different kinds of jazz. And they, they kind of, not, not to give a, a whole history lesson, but um, <laughs> you can right. kind of track the different eras of jazz um, over time, creating different styles of jazz. So that's interesting. It's, it's a very time, social, cultural kind of linked conversation. Yeah. I, I think when we talk about that just in one person, then that kind of not only looks at the state of a music, but at the state of the person, him or herself or their self. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And that's like, important because yeah. who you are, that person you are is going to come out in the music you're playing. Exactly. Yeah. Music is such a personal thing. When you it perform, really you're putting your life out there. Yeah. Yeah. No, you really are. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Now we're going to talk <laughs> about the award because this is what drew my attention to you. I saw this <laughs> on social and you won an award from Downbeat. And for those that are not familiar, this is a magazine that's devoted, I think they say to jazz, blues and beyond. Yes. Yeah. So whatever beyond is, but Michael, what was the award and how did that happen? Because I mean, this is huge. Yes. Yeah. So Downbeat magazine every year, first of all, Downbeat is probably the, the leading publication for uh, jazz or yes. perhaps Western jazz, I think maybe mm -hmm. we'll, we'll say that. Yeah. And so to have an award from them is, is a, is a big deal, even if it's just yes. a student award. And what I mean by that is every year downbeat comes out with this series of student awards. And these are awards given to high schoolers, uh, undergraduate college students and graduate college students. And it's all separated by division. So like, you know, some high schoolers and competing with some 40 year old ah, jazz good. musician. Yeah. That <laughs> may, well, I mean, it makes sense. Cause I, I mean, it's kind of a, an uneven competition. Really. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so the award that I won was in the undergraduate division. Cause this was, I was only awarded it this uh, last semester, but the recording came um, within a year of the award from my undergraduate. Okay. So this, this album that I received an award for, it is my senior recital and my debut album. Oh, sorry. Whoa. Let me talk about the award for a little bit. I totally forgot. The award <laughs> said, itself. No, 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 whatever, whatever. <laughs> We're cool. We're cool. The, the award itself, this is the important part, is it's, it's a bit of a mouthful. It is the award for jazz undergraduate small ensemble combo asynchronous i think <laughs> basically what that means asynchronous because because i was thinking do i really want to try to say that word you know but you did it <laughs> asynchronous mean, by the way what does asynchronous mean yeah so synchronous means at the same time and asynchronous is well the opposite not yeah, at okay. the same time yeah. and that's important because my senior recital this album that i produced it was an album not a recital or performance because my senior recital happened during the pandemic when no one could have any sort of these uh, performances. Sure. And so it took a little bit of uh, improvising. There's some jazz terminology for you. Um, <laughs> I did hear improvise. I had a snare drum here, but <laughs> it's behind me. <laughs> some, uh, yeah. So there was some improvising, some adaptation that went into it, kind of trying to make sure that I could give a recital. So this recital mm -hmm. became an album, became a recording nice. that I submitted for uh, this, this award. Now the recording was not synchronous. It was asynchronous, which means instead of five people sitting in a room together, um, 
I had my computer and I created click tracks that I sent to our drummer. And the drummer sent their tracks back to me after they recorded. Nice. And I put those in my click track. And then I sent those two tracks to our bass player. And then the bass player recorded and then sent it to me. And we did this for five people. <laughs> which is That's really... Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy because jazz is such an in-the-moment kind of... Yeah, uh, I was going to say. You know, yeah, it, exactly. It, wow, that... Ah. So obviously it came out pretty well. And that's, yeah. um, I mean, that uh, props to you and the rest of your band. Yeah, no kidding. They were some of the most fantastic musicians I've ever had the pleasure of playing wow. with virtually. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So it's crazy to think what was produced in the pandemic, you know, because yeah. so many people felt like, they were being held back, which I understand. I mean, I totally get it. And yeah. you're limited, you know, you were limited to what you can do. But what you did is said, okay, we're going to make this happen. I can't do the recital. But, you know, I mean, I love how that all came together. I mean, so yeah. now tell us again the name of the award. Whew, okay. Um, <laughs> it is uh, something along the lines of the Student Downbeat Award uh, Undergraduate Jazz small ensemble performance. I actually forgot that word the first time. Performance for asynchronous combo. Asynchronous combo performance, I think is what it was. Okay. <laughs> it's what a mouthful. <laughs> what uh, defines a small ensemble? Um, so a small ensemble know. is contrasted with a <laughs> large ensemble, <laughs> um, which might also be known as a big band. So a big band oh, is typically... Okay. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, a big band is typically um, five saxophones, four trombones, four trumpets, and a rhythm section. And that rhythm section may be composed of drums, bass, guitar, piano, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so usually what a combo means is five people, maybe six. The largest usually is a nonet, so nine people. Um, my specific instrumentation was me on trombone, a tenor sax player, a pianist, a bass player, and a drummer. So five people total. Nice. Nice. Oh, yeah. now you've got me really curious. I have to admit publicly, I haven't heard it yet, but I want to hear it. Now, <laughs> I want to hear you too. Are you prepared to do a little music for us? Yeah, I got my trombone over here. Just give me cool. one second to skedaddle over here. All right. Get back over here. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, we can't have an award-winning trombonist on the show <laughs> and not give him a chance to play. Yeah. Well, let's see what I uh, let's see what I can come up with for you right here. All right. Uh, <laughs> short ditty <laughs> nice i got it okay i mean true confessions here i was playing a little drum thing on my legs you know, just, <laughs> I, i'm gonna ask you like a drummer question okay because okay. i played with a lot of you know a lot of different bands big bands small group bands jazz you know whatever yeah. with brass and i've always wondered with a trombone player yeah how do you know what note you're i mean i'm sorry it's like, a, <laughs> like 
like, okay, you're dead, Steve. You don't know. No, I don't. I don't. Where? I mean, <laughs> how do you know what note you're playing? Because that thing is sliding. Yeah. So there's uh, a lot that can go wrong on trombone, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, with trying to just figure out what note. If you're not paying attention to what you think you're about to play, you might be aiming for this note. But you might also get like something Whoa. random like that. That's Whoa. because you can play multiple notes in the same position. The analogy okay. I like to use is kind of like a guitar. So on a guitar, you have six strings and a, a lot of frets. Let's say 12 frets to get okay. each, each note that you can get sure. on, a, on a, a string. Okay. Trombone is like having a lot of strings and seven frets almost. Oh, interesting. So we have first, second, third, then in fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. There are seven different official positions on the trombone. And you have to kind of have a muscle memory for where those actually exist. You okay, don't have that was actual frets. Yeah, you don't yeah, have actual absolutely. frets the way a guitar does, or maybe a trumpet has valves, or a, a flute has keys on them, or a piano well, has keys. Well, sax has keys and stuff. Exactly. So it's really muscle memory than remembering where these positions are. That's what I, yeah. I've always wondered, because I thought there's, it doesn't look like they're, they're stopping, you know, like like a hard stop, like on a fret or something. Exactly. Yeah. It's trombone is a very uh, smooth style of playing because of that, because you have to be yeah. smooth, but also quick. It has to be very uh, fast motions between um, notes, but you also kind of have to be smooth. Otherwise, you're going to get wrist injuries and arm injuries mm -hmm. and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, How old were you when you first started learning the trombone? So I started learning trombone summer before fifth grade and what happened was in fourth grade I've, I've been raised as a musical child all of my life uh, my mom taught me piano okay. since I was very young my dad started teaching me guitar in fourth grade and you know we had a very strong um, music program and a great music teacher in uh, my elementary school okay and Good. so in fourth grade my elementary school teacher asked us all, do you want to be in band or orchestra next year? You have a choice if you want to be in one, the other, both, none, you know, yeah. something like that. And so I said, I want to be in orchestra. I want to play the violin because I already play a little bit of guitar and I know how string instruments work. And my dad's response was, Michael, you know a violin doesn't have frets the way a guitar does. And I was like, oh, you're right. I can't play violin. <laughs> So naturally, I chose the only brass instrument without frets. <laughs> the fretless thing. Yeah. But it was <laughs> also um, a little bit informed by tradition because my dad also played trombone and oh, my grandpa okay. also played trombone. They both Whoa. played trombone when they were in uh, junior high and high school. Uh -huh. And then I can't remember if my great grandpa actually went to school or not, but he also played a little bit of trombone. <laughs> Whoa, you've got a long lineage of trombone players. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> That's very cool. Carrying on the, the legacy and the tradition. Yep. Yep. Now you said sometimes problems happen. And I, I think I saw something on your social <laughs> about a problem with, part of your trombone yes i'll let you tell the story so um most of the time when we talk about problems on the instrument we're talking about this part of the instrument this is one of the only moving parts on the instrument and if you're not okay. careful it'll actually come off the instrument 
like that. Ah. If you lose grip of it halfway through a performance, that thing might end up in the middle of the cello section if you're uh, in an orchestra. <laughs> so normally that's the part that everybody worries about, but there's yeah. also another part up here. This is the tuning slide and it moves similar to the other one, but normally it's a little bit harder to move because you don't want your tuning to change during your performance. You want it to sit right. there and be whatever you need it to be given the climate or how humid it is sure. outside because all those factors um, can, can weigh in on how a performance goes. Kind of crazy, but um, yeah, no, that is crazy. Yeah. So normally this part is the part that stays still. And this is the part that moves. Okay. So when I was working at Disneyland this summer, we had a move that involved us doing really, really quick down and up and left and right kind of stuff. And so one time we were doing this move, it was late at night and we we're in the middle of Main Street. I went down and I thought, oh, something just felt different. And I went left and I thought, huh, my instrument feels kind of different. And then slow motion, as I'm going down, I think, oh, there's my tuning slide sitting about oh. three feet in front of me. Oh, no. And so I finish the move, and then I run and go get it, and I try to fit it in, but it won't fit back in this piece right here. It won't, it won't go back in the slide the way it's supposed to because it's dented, and I can't finish the performance. Oh, oh. <laughs> it was worst-case scenario. <laughs> here, let me see if I can simulate this. So okay. normally what happens is this is all the way in and you hear what you heard earlier. But let's sure. say for instance I can only get this end in because the other end is dented. This okay. is what you'd hear. Uh, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little hard to finish the performance like that. <laughs> yeah. It almost sounds like a sick instrument. You know, it's like oh, Yeah, I'm very sick, sick I'm instrument. Not, I'm not complete or whatever. Okay, this summer you had a dream come true. You've already yes. talked about it, but but the dream was to play at Disneyland. Yes. Well, as they say at Disneyland, a dream is a wish your heart makes. And my heart has been wishing to be part of this band for almost three years leading wow. up to this summer. I auditioned for the group in 2019, and I didn't make the cut, which, you know... Hmm. Bad auditions happen, just part of being yeah. a musician. So yeah, it happens. I came back in 2020, and I auditioned, and I felt really good about my audition. I was like, they have to pick me this time. <laughs> and then the funniest thing happened. <laughs> okay. um, maybe not I so funny, you. but... Uh, <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, lockdown hit, and uh, they actually never got back to me, um, whether or not I made the group. No. Yeah. It turns oh. out, I found out this summer, I was one of like two or three people that they weren't able to reach out to. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of on a rolling basis. They would call one person and then the next person and the person after that mm -hmm. um, and offer admission. And then if, you know, maybe someone declines, they throw the next person that's on the list. They don't okay. do them all at once. Oh, and so right, right. I think I was just at the perfectly imperfect time where perhaps they were about to call me and they just they weren't allowed to. I, I talked with huh. one person who kind of knew what was going on, and he was saying um, that they weren't allowed to contact us, not because they didn't want to tell us whether we made the band or not. Like, they knew we were human beings, and we wanted sure. the validation of playing yeah, at I Disneyland, mean, even if we weren't going to be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, um, no. But he said, like, they couldn't make it seem like Disneyland was going to offer any employment because, you know, they, they can't <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if there's yeah, a no, pandemic, a global yeah, lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, wow, that's crazy. So then you came back, what, a third time? Yeah, well, actually, I didn't even audition this time. They emailed oh. me, almost sounding like I, ha I had made the band in 2020, and said, are you still interested in being a part of the band? We can't offer you a, uh, you know, a job yet, but we're trying to make this happen, and we're wondering if you'd still be interested. Ooh. So I said, yes, sign me up. A few months passed, and I... Next thing I know, I'm playing at Disneyland. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. I mean, yeah. that, that really is. Now, let's go back. Tell everybody, the band is the Disneyland, if I get this right, All-American College Band. Is that correct? Yes, the Disneyland All-American College Band. Mm -hmm. Oh, how now, can we assume that there were people in the band from different parts of the country? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, there were people from, lots of people from California, um, some people who currently reside in California, some people who maybe were born and lived most of their lives in California, but then okay. went to Texas for school, something like that. Okay. But we've had people from Idaho, from New Jersey, from California, from Texas, from Florida, every corner of America. Oh, how cool. Yeah, serious. Oh, and so, man. I really find a lot of beauty in that, actually, the, yeah. the way I find um, beauty in jazz, because sure. jazz is meant to be a kind of music where five people who have never met before can come and improvise something together. Now, maybe that's based on a popular tune that they all know collectively, mm -hmm. or maybe they're just making everything up on the spot. But what they do in the next five, ten, however long, five, ten minutes, that will never be the same again. It'll be a different person the next time both okay. as in like physically different people and also just that person is going to be a different person the next time they play. And so how fun. Yeah. I mean, and so when I apply so that cool. thought to people, 21 of the finest college musicians from all across America, all coming together and making something that will never be that way ever again. I find a lot of beauty in that. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Now, did you guys become kind of like a family? Because I know when, uh, you know, when I play with a band, like I'm, I'm starting to play with this new band now. We've played together a few times, but it's, it's you know, we're family, you know? Yeah. Kind of be, did it happen that way too with you guys? Oh, absolutely. Um, so we, you know, family just kind of happens when you spend 40 hours a week playing with yeah. each other. It's, it's a serious job, you know, 40 hour work week. You don't really hear that a lot with musicians, No, but you know, eight hours a day. And then we actually were all living together because Disney provided housing for all of us since people are coming okay. from all across America. It's yeah. entirely reasonable to expect everyone to find their own housing. <laughs> yeah, no, especially in Southern Cal, you know, so yeah, that was exactly. another question of mine. So, okay. Give us, what was a typical day like? Okay. You got eight hours. Yeah. Um, so rehearsals was week like? was kind of crazy. A typical day looked like we all would get on the shuttle that would take us to Disneyland at 12.15. Um, and it's not a 45-minute drive, but we just had extra time. Our official day would start at 1 p.m. Okay. And we'd have about two hours of rehearsal or workshop or clinic or something like that. Oh. We'd, we'd have a lot of guest artists that would come in, people like Gordon Goodwin, Wade Bergeron, oh, nice. um, Greg Field. Yeah, lots yeah. of heavy hitters. Cool, cool. Yeah. 
the band is meant to be an educational experience for us college students as much as it's supposed to be a real job where we create mm -hmm. magic for other people. See, I had no idea. I mean, there's yeah. that whole dimension. I mean, I'm thinking you're just playing the gig. You're out there doing, you know, sets and right. moving yeah. different places and all that. So, I mean, that is very, a, a great investment that Disneyland made in you guys then to bring yeah. these kind of players in and, and, you know, work on the education side. I mean, you can always learn more. You know, yeah, exactly. And, and to be in that situation with those kinds of dudes, I mean, that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah, for real. And it's, it's really taking advantage of what LA has to offer. For me, it's a little different because I live down here now, but for someone coming from Idaho and getting to work with the finest musicians in LA and get to see what the music situation really looks like in LA, like that's huge. That's crazy. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. No, that's so awesome. We would spend about two hours per day doing a rehearsal with a guest artist or a workshop with a guest artist or a clinic, something like that. Yeah, okay, um, cool. Then at 3 p.m., we would begin to condition and get ready for our day of performances. Um, that meant stretching. That meant um, actually, you know, getting changed into our red, white, and blue uniforms. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then that was about an hour. Once okay. we hit 410, um, that's when we board the shuttle to go from one behind the scenes location to the other behind the scenes location where we actually get ready and set up for performances. And then at 4.30, we would do our flag retreat, which is a bunch of uh, red, white, and blue songs. <laughs> okay. We would march down Main Street and set up around the flagpole, play some patriotic yeah. stuff. And they would, in a, a tradition they do every single day, they lower the flag at 4.30. Yeah. And we kind of, you know, honor America a little bit while we do that. Nice. Yeah. And then we finish that. It's just a, kind of a quick set. And we okay. go back and we take our lunch, just an hour lunch. It's crazy. Musicians getting an hour lunch. Wow. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> rare. Yeah, I know, right? So after that, we march out and set up our train station set. Now that is next to the flagpole at the entrance to Disneyland, but it's right in okay. front of the train station, also sure. at the entrance of Disneyland. We play a bunch of pop tunes. We'd play kind of this funky version of When You Wish Upon a Star. Sort of goes like this. Nice. <laughs> kind of nice. like that. And then we That's play some cool. Stevie Wonder stuff and some oh. Earth, Wind, and Fire stuff. You know, fantastic cool. songs. Oh, yeah. oh, man. You, you got the vibe happening with that kind of oh. stuff, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's great. <laughs> now, so, by the way, what, uh, what did the drummer use? Was he using like a marching snare? Right. So we actually had four drummers. Um, okay. And that's, that's kind of an interesting point, actually, now that you bring it up, because we, we double as a marching band and also as a jazz band, depending on what time of day it is. Um, okay. For our jazz band set, you know, we have two drummers. Um, one of them is playing, you know, hand percussion. Um, uh -huh. And we have a pianist and a bass player. But during our marching stuff, we have the bass player paying, playing bass drum. We have our pianist playing toys. So, like, what are they, go-go bells and, like, some, yeah, yeah. some rhythm blocks and stuff like that. Sure. And then one of the drummers plays snare with a hi-hat and a crash cymbal attached to it. And the other plays uh, quads with, oh, I think, cool. uh, a cowbell. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of variety then. Okay, and I got to go back for a second here. You talk about keys. What kind of keyboard is the keyboard player playing? Oh, yeah. Typically just piano. Okay. In some rare situations with a guest artist, we'll break out a, you know, a real keyboard and kind of get a little out there. <laughs> yeah. 
That is so cool. So, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, what a great experience because you're talking about, again, a lot of different styles of music, stuff that's fun, you know, the funky stuff that isn't normally funky. Exactly. What a great experience. So what time did your day end? Day ended at 10, 10 p.m. Wow. Yeah. We have our jazz band set at 9 p.m., and then that's about a half hour. We, can, we okay. have to make sure we're wrapped up by 930 because that's when the fireworks go off. And okay, if we're playing sure. while the fireworks go off, it sounds like a drum solo is happening when there's not supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, now there's nothing wrong with a drum solo, but you're know, <laughs> in the right place. So. Yeah. That's awesome. What, an, what a, an experience of a lifetime and a dream yeah. come true. Um, yeah. Because I, I love the fact that it wasn't just playing. Now there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. But to have the clinics and playing with these key guys, yeah, I mean, yeah. that just makes it so much richer. And yeah, Disney really invests in, you know, younger generations of no, they musicians. Really do. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. How many players are getting in the band? 21. 21. Mm-hmm. Okay, man, that's a, that's a big band to be moving around. Yeah, I mean, that, for real. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, that, it takes that's a lot crazy. of rehearsing and coordination to, you know, say – Someone needs to back up right here, but the person behind them needs to go in front of them. So how do we make that happen? Oh. We do what's called like a do do And, you know, the, we learn what that means over time. But at first, it's like, you want me to do what with that person in front of me? And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's cool. Okay. I, again, I saw some stuff on social. And I think yeah. it, you talked about like, uh, the, like the coolest magic minute or whatever that that happened you know the uh, like the disney magic stories give us one of those so probably the most magical story i have and i I think this is the one you may have seen on socials the most magical story i have is uh during our castle set so during our castle set we play all the really disney classic tunes okay um not not really you know funking it up the way we did with uh when you wish upon a star okay Um, sure but yeah, stuff like that. So we played, just setting it up for our fourth song. We play "We Don't Talk About Bruno," and for our fifth and final song of the set, we play our attractions medley, which is like um, we play like the Indiana Jones theme. It's a small world after all. Mm. Um, yeah, like uh, the Tiki Room song. This is important. Okay. The Tiki Room song. Yes. Hold on to that. So okay, okay. I'm hanging on to that. Yeah. <laughs> After every song finishes, we go back into what we call our arcs. So we set up a big semicircle on this big compass that's painted on the ground in front of the castle at Mm. Disneyland. And we set up facing the audience. And usually what happens is our student leader comes out and kind of starts counting off the next tune or introducing the next tune or something like that. Um, And so there's some downtime in um, in between songs. So at the end of our We Don't Talk About Bruno song, I started walking back to my place in the arc. And as I get there, I see this, this small girl, probably like six or seven years old, okay. um, just kind of looking at me, kind of like, ooh, excited, wide-eyed, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah. I kind of wave at her, you know, like a good Disney musician does. Good and yes, yes. Um, she kind of waved back at me, and she got real close to me, and she said, I, I, I helped you sing on that last song. And I was like, aw, because, you know... It's, it's We Don't Talk About Bruno. Everybody's got to sing We Don't Talk yeah, About Bruno. Yeah, we don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. Um, and so I said, aw, thanks for helping us uh, sing along. You know, on this next song, we also sing as part of it. Do you know the Tiki Room song? Because 
during our attractions medley, we actually get down on our knees and do some motions and sing in the ticky, 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 ticky room. At this point, I haven't actually explained that to her. I just asked her, do you know the Tiki Room song? We're going to sing it. And she says, no, I don't, I don't know the lyrics to that one. But I could hear our student leader counting off our next song, the Attractions Medley, as I'm yeah. thinking, oh, no, I need to like, tell her what the lyrics are so she can sing with us. I don't get to it, which I'm thinking while we're performing, oh, man, what a bummer. I wish I could have you know, like, helped create a magical experience for her sure, by helping her yeah. sing with yeah. us. So we get to the moment in the attractions medley where we sit down and we sing the Tiki Room song. And I kind of turn over to her and, you know, wave to her as I'm singing. That's, that's a really cool thing about the castle set is you're performing 360 degrees all around you just mm -hmm. because of the stage, the way it's kind of set up. Nice. Um, and so we finish singing Tiki Room and we, we finish the song, um, move on. I go back to my spot in the arc after we finish the song and the girl's still there. And I kind of wave back at, you know, back at her. And she waves back to me once more and says, real timidly, kind of shy almost, I, I couldn't help you sing this last one, but oh. I helped get you this flower. And she hands me just this tiny little blossom that she must have found on the ground or something like that. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, oh, man, I think it, maybe it was a magical experience. It certainly was a magical experience for me. I hope it was magical for her. <laughs> oh, it, it sounds like it was for her. Yeah. I mean, oh, um, you know, it, it, to be able to reflect on those stories and the opportunity yeah. to be there. Um, okay, we've been talking about music this whole time, obviously. Yeah. Here's kind of almost a redundant question, because I think in sure. one sense you just, you just alluded to it, but is music important in our lives mm. and does music have the power to make a difference in a world that's lost its way? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that music offers us a way of connecting with others like no other way can. Okay. Because music is so personal. If you have yeah. a favorite song that represents part of you whether or not you're a musician, like a professionally trained or as a hobbyist, or if you've never touched an instrument in your life. As professional musicians, as the person creating the music, we put ourselves even more on the line. We, we offer our entirety in the midst of our performance. Mm -hmm. um, and so at Disneyland, I feel like that entirety that I was offering was to create, you know, as magical of an experience for everyone around us. Mm -hmm. to, to make everyone happier, to reach everyone, to touch everyone's hearts. Not that that can only happen at Disneyland. That can happen anywhere. Sure. Sure. It just depends on your approach to music and who's playing and what you're playing. And so when I say music, you're offering everything of yourself. Sometimes words don't cut it. It's like a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, yeah. a song can be worth a million <laughs> words, whether or absolutely. not that song has lyrics in it or not. No, absolutely. Yeah. And so... Ah. That connectivity doesn't happen often. It's kind of what I was talking mm -hmm. about earlier, um, where five jazz musicians can come together and play a song that they may have never played before with one another, but they're making it work. They're, they're part of a team, and yeah, yeah. Um, they're creating something beautiful. And it'll never happen exactly the same, like you said earlier. Yeah, exactly. Again, I mean, you, you could play the same song. It'll be good, but it, it won't be exactly the same. Yeah, See, I, exactly. I, I, I've always had this thought, you know, if, 
everybody could learn how to play an instrument. Yeah. Um, you know, I love teaching. I give le- I give private lessons on drums, and I love teaching. I-, I like to see people, you know, come alive when they when they've learned how to do something. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. The same is true. I'm sure with a trombone, you've got rudimentary things that need to be done, scales and things like that. Yeah. But knowing <laughs> somebody coming to take drum lessons, you know, the thing they, they want to play a drum kit. You know. Exactly. They don't yeah. want to. They don't want to be doing rudiments all the time unless they understand. Oh wait, foundation. The foundation of everything I play is rudiments. Anyway, yeah. that that's where I think our world would be a different place if everybody could learn how to express themselves on yeah. an instrument. You know, it's I know for yeah. me it's an escape. When I sit sit down on my drums, I mean it's I don't have that much to escape from, but it just it's like a whole different I can get away from everything else. Yeah. You create the world around you in a sense. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. Hey, where can people check out your music and get a copy yeah. of your album? Yeah, so my music is available basically everywhere on Spotify, on okay. YouTube, on uh, Apple Music, uh, Tidal, you name it. Um, All right, cool. Yeah, and I can, uh, you, can, you can also purchase a physical copy of the album on CD on my website. It's, it's just my name, michaelneufeld.com, or you can click on the link in my bio. And you, you buy the CD, and I mail it to you, and then it's yours. You keep it. You don't have to worry about streaming, you know, any of that stuff. <laughs> I love um, that. I still like to have that <laughs> CD in my, you know, fingers. I, there's yeah, something about yeah. that. I control it. You know, I have it. Exactly. Now, if people want to follow you on social, what's the best way to do that so they can keep up on what you're doing and new things and all that? Yeah, yeah. So you can follow me at M. Newfeld Music, just my, my username that's right here. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. That's a fun story for another time, perhaps. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of everywhere. So nice to know. Actually, YouTube is not at M. Newfeld Music. I think it's just my name. But since we're talking about socials, I am releasing a brand new cover of an Aladdin classic, Friend Like Me, oh. tomorrow at noon on YouTube. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. We got to check it out then. Cool. Yeah. Good. Continuing well, the Disney of, magic. <laughs> oh, we got to keep the Disney magic going. It, this has been great. We got to do this again. There's so much yes. more to talk about, you know? Oh yeah. And maybe we got to figure out a way to jam together or something. I mean, cause you oh, did your yeah. album that way, you know, but yeah. seriously, I want to, I got to hear you play live sometime. I think it would be, it would be really cool to just, I mean, it's yeah. one thing to, to listen to a CD, but uh, you know, or watch a video, but it's another thing to be there in the moment. And yeah. uh, you know, that, uh, definitely got to do it again. Appreciate you taking time. Yeah. Well, thanks for us. having me. <laughs> you know, it's been fun. It's been informative being able to talk about Disney magic, the importance of music. I mean, so much here. It's been a fun time together and I look forward to doing it again. And I'm glad we were able to work this out because we kind of squeezed in, I think, between the end of Disney magic and yeah. the start of classes. Did I get that right? <laughs> yep. Yep. I just did my audition on Monday. No, Tuesday, Tuesday. Okay. And uh, classes are starting what next week. What a cool week. school to go to, you know? What yeah. I mean, and jazz studies, a uh, whole other conversation. But thanks. Oh, yeah. We'll do it again. And um, I hope the school year goes great. And we'll, I'll keep watching on social to see if you're doing a gig someplace and see if I can get out to, to, yeah, to catch it. Yeah, definitely. This is Utalk Radio.